Ah, oh, motherfucker. We've got to stop swearing so much, lad. Swear jar. We, we need to get a swear jar in here. Uh, actually, we should keep swear jars. And then we'll pull the money and we'll spend it at PAX. By the way, it's probably too late for me to order shirts. So I, I, need you, I mean, I might be able to, but we need to figure that out. So we'll use the swear jar to buy PAX shirts. It's like 20 bucks each. Uh, 20 bucks? Well, because if I only get three, then it's like they're, it's cheaper if you buy a lot more, but you, it's still going to be expensive. I don't but. mind spending 20 bucks on a t-shirt to promote us. Uh, I'm out. I quit the podcast. Can I get one of my beautiful beard on the yeah. shirt? We should all have an icon. Steve will have a beard. I'll have a handsome man. Josh will have a douchebag. It's already falling through. (laughs) Elliot and the douche. (laughs) What is that? Was that the the league? Or no? Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah. Nick Kroll. Yeah. Yeah. His name sounds like his face. and welcome to episode 8 of Rather Be Playing, the podcast where we talk about how we'd rather be playing games than getting shot in the back by our teammates. Again! <laughs> and again. again. Yeah, and again. Last week it was you, Josh. I Sorry. know, it happens. I'm like, you just look like the bad guy, Steve-O. <laughs> You've got that evil look about it's me, the, all right. Yeah. Yeah. The evil foreigner. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Josh. I'm Elliot. And I'm Steve-O. So the evil we, foreigner. The evil the foreigner. <laughs> so we've been yeah. uh we've been bit by the player unknowns battleground player unknowns battlegrounds bug. Uh, Battle myself bug. myself probably more than the other two. Yeah, yeah. I may be slightly <laughs> addicted. Um, falling off the deep end here. However, I still managed to beat two of my uh, two games this week. So that's uh, <laughs> more than can be said for the other two guys that weren't playing player unknowns battlegrounds. <laughs> uh, I think Steve will beat a game, but was, we're not going to talk about it. No, we want you to beat it, Josh. It's it's a really yeah. That, good it took game two hours bottle. for him to beat it. Not even that. <laughs> and it'll take two hours for you to beat it. Oh, and in fairness, I think I'm going to replay it before we talk about it because it's a bit of a head wrecker, head melter. You're going to need a couple of goes at it to wrap your mind around it. Uh, I just or at okay. Least well, I found that. <laughs> okay, so I just want you to wrap your mind around. Not holding a grenade in your hand for five seconds while I'm standing next to you. How are you meant to learn how a grenade works in player unknowns battlegrounds if you're not gonna like hold it too long and die? Because it's a grenade. Yeah. If you pull the pin, you throw the grenade. Did you never watch in the army now? I, I guess I have played other military shooters. I, I probably should have known this. In, in <laughs> retrospect, it was a bad decision at the time. I thought it was fine. <laughs> How much cook time do you get, though? It's different in every game. It was ages as well. It was a good 10 <laughs> seconds. I, think I, think it I was fun around with that thing for hours. I can't believe Josh didn't die sooner. <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought I was like, oh, he's just going to throw it through that window or something. And then he just held on to it. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've all had uh, one turn each now. Josh, you didn't actually kill me, but you certainly tried to kill me that time. You unloaded a shotgun at my feet. Thinking I know. That I, I missed. That I we was talked some to- random intruder. 
We talked about that. One. That was like our first game together. <laughs> I had not used to playing in squads. Elliot's this week was glorious. And Elliot, yeah. <laughs> he chopped it out on Twitch. Elliot, please get it up on YouTube. Get it. The, the yeah. masses need to see this. I'll, it, I'll put at the least I'll put the put the link in the liner notes to the Twitch highlight because it was it's just beautiful. Hilarious. We're, just, we're, yeah. So we're heading into a, a building. We're, we're checking the corners. We're trying to see what kind of kit is lying around. Elliot heads upstairs, <laughs> and as I head upstairs to follow him, you can hear a, a car or maybe a bike speed up or just just pull up, and Josh is like, oh, there's guys coming, you know? Then, obviously, we do what we always do, which is completely freak out. Uh, but, but then we get our parents, we're kind of l- looking around, we're uh, trying to keep an eye out the windows to see where they're coming from, and uh, they Elliot finally spots them, Starts firing. Obviously, he doesn't get anywhere near them. He he hits the railing of the balcony that <laughs> he's looking bullet. at over. The bullets don't go more than like four inches. Uh, <laughs> and these guys, being way better at this game than us, lob a, a flashbang yeah. up to the top level where we are. And Elliot's stumbling about. It, this is all being recorded on Twitch on, on, from his perspective. So it's it's brilliant to watch back just how clueless he is. So <laughs> so he manages to go down the stairs while blinded by this flashbang. And he's, he's coming back up the stairs, completely blind and disoriented. And as his sight comes back, he sees someone at the top of the stairs and starts unloading into their back. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think that person was Thank, thankfully i was already dead at this point so Josh, and i saw the, the army jo- piece steve at the top and so yeah the, the yeah. best the part time. is the best part is as, as elliot does this i go to turn around to see who's shooting because i i can't understand i knew elliot was down the stairs so it didn't make any sense to me that i could be getting shot from back there so i'm kind of looking at the windows and when i finally realize i'm getting shot behind from behind i i swing around but by then, Elliot has snuck up behind me, back up to the top level. So I'm assuming that an enemy has dodged back down the stairs. So I take out what I think is a flashbang and throw it. And it's not. It's Molotov. <laughs> it explodes above our heads. And we're surrounded by fire. And everything's going crazy. And that's how we play player on. That's how we play. <laughs> Long story short, it was a shit show. <laughs> and Josh, you weren't there for it, so like your character was dead. Yeah, and I, you're the whole the whole time you're just like, guys, you should have told me what direction, guys, guys. I was so and pissed because like, you're you're sitting there like, like they're shooting from the back of the house. I'm like, there's two doors. Which one's the back? <laughs> we're fighting for our lives from each other. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're like, trying guys, to kill each other, guys. and you're you're just crying about how we let you die. <laughs> and then finally we get we, we get our bearings and we're like okay we've got to find these guys and you're like guys you should go get my body there's stuff there i'm like we're under siege here Stop guys, talking. we're trying body. to hear footsteps guys, they had already started driving body. away i had good stuff you could have used it and then you died of course we died that part was <laughs> inevitable i'm just proud that we survived the battle against each other <laughs> It was close going for a while there. It was harrowing. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I, I finally did get a, a chicken dinner, a first place finish. It doesn't. We hate you. Why so are you good at this worse. game? Solo you? without you guys. <laughs> uh, you said you got one or two. Uh, one. I mean, I've hit, I've hit top 10 a few times and there are other games where I just spot, I, you know, land and am immediately killed by someone that found a gun faster than I did. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, take us with you. You gotta. We need your coattails, Josh. Get this chicken dinner. No, I feel like so, so Josh it's, it's totally, is more of a lone wolf, though. He's a lone t- wolf. It's totally going different, after though. That chicken. 
It's totally different because with like duos and squads, like you have if you kill one guy, he's got more than he's got another guy with him that's working with him. Um, and yeah. I mean, yes, your your team should have that, too. But we are, we are no nowhere near as coordinated as we probably should be to be able to do that. Whereas with solo, if you see another guy and you see a second guy, you, you know, OK, those guys aren't on the same team. So I need to yeah, either you kill one and kill the other or let them kill each other. So it's, it's a little different. Um, and you yeah. played the first person mode as well, which I haven't even tried yet. First person mode's fun. I mean, I, I like the the difference in strategy because you can't really you can't just like camera look around a corner like you can in third yeah. person. Yeah. So you actually have to be a little careful when running out of cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like people are more likely to cheese me with the third person action, you know, being able to look around corners because I just yeah. don't know how the game works yet because we haven't played that much. But uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. And like I said in the last episode, I, I like that you can just if you die, you can just spawn back into the next another match and less than a minute or so yeah uh but it's uh it's it's yeah. a lot of fun it's a lot of hectic panicness panicking it's just, <laughs> it makes it easy to just keep going and going and going just one more um, just one more uh, that yeah. la- that match only lasted 30 seconds I could, let's just do one more yeah <laughs> i did have, died immediately i did have another one where i landed in like the military base down which is like uh, everybody if the plane goes near there there's always like 30 people that drop in that area oh and that's so, a hot spot yeah do you so, always get better gear there or usually there's a higher chance of, of better stuff there, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, but like when I landed, there was like three of us in this one small building off kind of off to the side. And we all ran into this building at the same time. And the only thing any of us found, I found it. It was a pan, a frying pan. <laughs> so I got two frying pan kills. Yeah. And then, uh, Holy <laughs> man, then, you've got to start streaming this. I know. I tried streaming the other day and. Uh, I don't know. I got to figure out my stream settings because they're just crap. So I'm not really sure what's going on again. So do you think people go to the military base? Do you think the people that do that are just looking to get straight to the action? They don't like fucking around with, oh, go from house to house and slowly level up. They just want to be like, let's just get in there and fight immediately. Like, is there? Well, they're probably better as well. They probably I'm sure they're better and they're more confident. Well, I, is there like- I go back and forth on, on doing that and also go into like, you know, let's go to this way far out area here and slowly work, work our way, way to in. the action. Because like so, in some games, you know, I'm like, well, you know, if I land at the military base or, or something, an area like that, that's pretty populated, there's usually good gear, but there's also a million people. So the thing is, is yes, you kind of speed up the process of getting the gear, but you also get speed up the process of. Well, if I die, I die in like, you know, a minute and can just restart again. Whereas yeah. if I go far away, I'm like, OK, well, I'm not going to die for 20 minutes. Uh, I could slowly get my stuff up. But then I kind of I kind of feel a little deflated then when I kind of make it to the end and I could just get sniped out of nowhere. You know, yeah, so that's a good point. I feel like that's the, the, avoiding the conflict is the way a lot of my games go. So maybe in order to learn a little bit better, I need to go to the the yeah. high populated <laughs> Highly populated areas and take on a few people, get a few kills. Learn how to panic better. I did learn you can snipe with the shotgun, which is nuts. What? How? Like if you, it, do you have to get an attachment? Like, a, well, if you get a if you get a, a shot if you get a shotgun choke, it like uh, reduces the spread. It's there is still there's still no zoom, but like I've I've been hit and I've seen other people hit others with shotguns from much further out than they should have been able to. So yeah, it's uh, they're apparently not as bad as I think they are. So I might have to give those a shot soon. Dang. Yeah, I think most of my kills have been with the shotgun. Well, yeah, but those are like close it. quarters, running into a building. 
Yeah. Whenever I run into a building, I've got the shotgun equipped. Whenever I'm running across a field, I've got uh, an AR or a Uzi or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I don't look for better things. I don't look for sights and attachments. I just tell myself I'm armed and what's going to happen if I come into contact with someone is I'm going to be too frazzled to think about what to do or to use anything or to <laughs> it, to properly aim and shoot. It's going to be like, it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a scuffle and I'm going to be lucky to get away alive. So I'm just like, I've got a sidearm, I've got a, a automatic rifle and I'm just going to go now. Well, so yeah, a lot of the times, it. like my biggest problem is like in the early part of the match when I, you know, I, I land somewhere, no one else is around me. I go, if, if I'm doing that method, no one else is around me and I start grabbing everything that's not nailed down. And then like, you know, while I was coming down, I didn't see anybody else somewhat nearby. So I'll run over to the next like little, I don't know, house area or something that's close, close ish. And I'll be like, well, I didn't see anybody come down. Let me just run in here. And then I'm dead. Like someone had come and walked that whole way. So I need to get a little bit more patient in the early game to to maybe survive a little bit better. But every now and again, I do manage to sneak up on someone that doesn't realize I'm there and pick them out from the window or something. Josh, do you have certain weapons that you're constantly looking for? Like, for example, will you avoid conflict until you have a shotgun for close quarters or until you have like a, a rifle with a, a zoom. A, a I mean, scope. I, I prefer the assault rifle and I prefer to at least have a red dot sight on there. I mean, yeah. the iron sights are not very great. I don't like yeah. using them. So at least an, an assault rifle with a sight. I, I've gotten kills with pistols before and I like the revolver, even though it takes forever to reload, but it's a, uh, does a lot of damage. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't really necessarily avoid stuff so much as, if I come across someone, uh, if I have something, if I at least have, you know, something other than a shotgun, something other than a pistol, then maybe I'll engage. But yeah, I need, have I need either, to have a little something. Have either of you uh, watched any YouTube clips or, you know, uh, how to get better at it or like I'm, I'm trying to think of tactics and how to improve. And one of the ones that's just coming into my head right now is uh, because we were just watching the video of flashbangs and molotovs and stuff going off <laughs> was yeah to to try and pick up uh flashbangs and using them to smoke people out to blind them and get kills that way because i feel like if it just comes down to uh to targeting and who's better at fps games i'm gonna lose out on most one-on-ones with anyone that i come across in this world because i'm just not that good at them I mean, I've watched a couple of videos just out of boredom where I was just like, oh, you know, there's if you're too far, if you're really far away and you're sniping, you need to lead with the shot. Like because you could see the bullet actually travel. And so you want to if you see someone sprinting across, you want to shoot to the to the you know, in front of them and maybe a little higher, depending on how far they are. And I mean, it's it's wow. maybe not a perfect shot thing. I still don't really like this. I'm not that great with the sniper rifle yet, just yet, just because it uh, loads so slowly. But other than that, it's there's some. There's some in- interesting physics that go on in the game. Not necessarily bad physics, just that, oh, I have to take that into account. Crap. Yep. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'll am i try and get better. See if I can get another chicken dinner someday. But yeah. uh, Take us with you. <laughs> I want the- one, too. <laughs> no, Ali, you know what we need to do? We need to start playing duo <laughs> without yeah. that man and make it our business to get <laughs> one together before he has either a duo or a, or a squad <laughs> win. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Well, I'll take that well, challenge. I, I like the idea of of diving into where everyone else is and just seeing how we do. Eventually yeah. surviving the initial scuffle and then um, being stronger for it. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a, it's a different tactic, but sometimes it works. In the meantime, though, uh, I finally, at when I wasn't playing Player Unknowns, I did finally go ahead and finish Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, Breath of the Just, Wild, uh, the greatest game ever made. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a good game. Oh come on! How, how can you just say it's a good oh, come game? On. Come on, explain yourself. So I had fun, <laughs> but one, I had fun, but I didn't like it. No, I liked it. I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad game. I said it's a good game. I like. Was it overhyped for you? Did we did we overhype it? I don't know. Tell you it was the greatest. I don't know if life? it was hype and hype so much as like it just does so many things well, but it does so many other things poorly. Like I like the shrines. I mean, they're okay, but when I look back on like previous Zelda's where you had dungeons that had puzzles that could be like mul- that could take span multiple rooms and require yeah. a bunch of a di- bunch of different tools in order to complete. These ones just felt like okay. I mean, I'd walk into a shrine yeah. and be like, okay, that's let's, a mag. Let's, that's a mag. Let's say quickly one. just before you jump in here, Josh. Uh, we're probably going to spoil a few things about it. We'll probably talk about how there's nothing to spoil. There's no story. Well, I I think (laughs) this is getting back to this conflict. (laughs) You can still spoil things even if there's not a story. Yeah. Uh, One of the most fun things for me was, was working out the differences between each of the shrines and what was the hook, you know? Yeah, but 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 that's it. It's your like, okay, it's a magnet one and it's probably going to involve me dragging x x thing from here to there or it's one of the ones where you have to get electricity from here to there um or okay this is a uh uh what's the word i'm looking for what the hell's the other thing the the stasis the stasis one okay i gotta like stop one of these moving things and fire it into this direction or something like that it's not like that they weren't inventive some of them were and especially like the eventide island shrine you have i mean that one was that one was neat that was kind of cool i i enjoyed that one but it's just like you do this and then the reward is another breakable item. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, I agree with that. One of the best things I loved about the dungeons in Zelda. Well, oh, actually, let me back up first. First off, Breath of the Wild is 95% side content. <laughs> and the 5% yeah. main content is okay. Because when you first start up the game, your main quest is defeat Ganon. Exactly. That's all you need to do to beat the game. Yeah. You go straight there if you want. Yeah. But I, I like that the quests I don't love matter. I, I like yeah. that. I, I like yeah. that it wasn't, you know, it's not, it's it's Ubi-like in a few ways, you know. It's it's like Ubisoft games in that there's towers that you get and you can see the map around it if you scale the tower. Um, but in, in terms of what you're actually doing, you say 95% is side quests. I thought 95% was just exploring the world. 95% no, I mean, I mean, side content, like not not go kill Ganon, not the divine beasts. Yeah, but but again, that's that's by design. That is neither mm-hmm. uh, a positive nor a negative. Or did you find that a negative? Did you feel like there should have been more interesting quests? Well, I'm saying so. To... So the point is, is that because everything is exploration or side content, it's an open world. There is no difficulty spike. It's all or there is no difficulty change. The only dip time difficulty changes when you get a new blood moon and then all of a sudden like the enemies level up or something. Yeah. All the shrines say the same because you could run to the farthest one and do the puzzle there because everything every you get every tool you ha- need in the game once you leave the plateau. So sure. It's not, but, it's, you, it's, but you play a Far Cry game 
and you know you're facing the same enemies the whole way through oh no wait now you have to face the armored enemy oh no wait now so, you have to face so you're the saying level two so enemy. you're saying zelda is as good as a far cry game i'm saying zelda is a lot <laughs> better because the enemies didn't matter the encounters didn't matter what mattered for me was just what am i going to see over the next hill how do i get up that mountain how mm. you know You're going to find a shitty little Korok underneath a rock that will give you a seed. That's all you'll find. But that's that's, that's just a tiny breadcrumb. That that seed is a breadcrumb, you know, just to lead lead you on somewhere else. I like that it's as much or as little game as you want it to be. Yeah. Like it's you, you can go straight to the end and you can make it extremely hard for you and be very little game. Or you can explore the entire world, even the playing field out a little bit and get a lot more game out of it. But my, so here's my point. Like I, that's fine, and I, I like exploring. I like coming across the stuff. This whole the sense of exploration was the best point of it for me. I like just running around finding stuff. I mean, the problem was is though, it's it's just a little superficial. It's like yeah, I got another blip on my, I got another shrine that I could go do, and then when I complete the shrine, I'm like yeah, I got a another sword that'll break in an hour, you know, or you know, it's the yeah. the biggest thing I I appreciate from the old Zelda games is the way they were designed in the sense that you've got these you know, X amount of dungeons, the dungeons introduce a new mechanic because you get some new weapon or item there. And then your reward is a boss fight. That's actually, that's usually pretty interesting. And then a heart container, which while, I mean, that goes back to the boss fights in this game, which were dull. (laughs) And how many times have you, have you played that game? How many times, you know, how many Zelda games have you played? And they're all the exact same formula. This while there are no grand, uh, interconnected crazy room dungeons on this one. There's so much more content. Like the qual, the quantity is insane. 120 dungeons here. Um, much more yeah, than 120 dungeons get. split. 120 dungeons split into magnet dungeon, ice dungeon, stasis dungeon, combat dungeon, shrine dungeon that you just find after doing something outside. You know, I mean, there it's it's. There's again, like I said, you get the same you get all the tools at the beginning of the game. So everything yeah. you do in the game, you, you learn nothing new over the course of the game, with the exception of maybe as far as combat goes, with the exception of like, you know, being able to deflect a guardian blast or to dodge flurry and dodge and do the flurry yeah. rush. Everything learn how to shield surf or be okay. able to climb certain things. Or... Well, you learn climbing pretty early on. I mean, that's something you do while you're on the plateau. I'm saying like. Combat wise, you never learn anything new because you never get any new skills. Um, so it's all and I get why, because it's an open world and they want you to be able to go everywhere at the very beginning, which is why everything is built the same. What is designed to be a flat level of difficulty? Um, again, I know they litter some like bosses around the way, like the Hinoxes and things like that, which, yeah, you can beat them when you first come across them, but you probably won't until you come back when you're stronger. Um, but what I think is, Josh, th- maybe this actually speaks to the satisfaction that you get from a lot of the games that you play, where, uh, for example, you play JRPGs or you play, you know, RPGs, and a lot of it is about quests. It's about do this thing for this person and you may get given something good and something unique. And it's like that feedback loop that you're getting is completely different than what's being offered by Zelda. You know, I mean, I, I don't disagree but i don't really agree either because like so like there's a there's a point where quests you know there's two sides to that the quest has to be actually interesting you know it's not something like go kill 10 pigs and come back to me yeah you know 
And but the, and then the reward has to be tailored to the difficulty of the quest, you, you know, so. Because the thing is, and I get so I get why you receive what you get in Zelda, because the difficulty, like I said, is pretty flat. I mean, every now and again, you might get a side quest that says, you know, I need three Hinox testicles. And you're like, OK, well, that's going to require a little bit of extra work. But um, <laughs> still, it's usually it's a some form of like rupee or um, yeah, or some, sometimes you'll get a piece of armor, which I will say I like the, I like the armor system. Going around being able to find new armor sets and you get a bonus for upgrading them. I mean, that was that was kind of a fun little fetch quest thing. But those are like useful things because you can get things like, you know, heat resistance or shock resistance and stuff like that. Those are things you'll actually use. Yeah. And that's kind of in place of like a new tool or a new thing to complete the dungeon. Like instead, you need the heat resistant armor to go to the certain dungeon or you need the water but it's, a, uh, it's just a passive check. Support. It's just a passive check. That's all it is. It's like saying, oh, you don't have a constitution of 13 to enter here. You know, it's, it's not passive because you need you need the fire armor to even get in to some place. I know, but it's an active. But thing. you're just wearing it. That's all I'm saying. You don't actually. Yeah, but you have to go find it. You have to go get it. It's its own quest. It. It's, it's without a shrine. OK, you but know, so you like can, the, but you the can quest put holes in. the quest is part of the main game that so you go. There's the four towns. You go to a town, the chief or whomever says Hey, okay, uh, do this one short little quick thing for me and then go talk to this guy over here. And then that guy does something funky with you, whether it's flying or swimming or whatever to get you to the divine beast. And then you land in the but divine you're beast. you're skipping over all you're of skipping. these things. Yeah. No, you're I'm not. skipping over all, all of the good parts. You're saying, oh, and you just do this and you just do this and you just do this. And then you're shitting upon the things that we all know aren't that great. In the uh, no, it's like to get to the Goron place, uh, you show up and they're like, okay, well, I need this one thing to make a potion. Okay, well, it's a fetch quest. All right, fetch quest, go get the potion. Okay, again, it's not a tool. There's no like strategy involved with using it. It's I am equipping this one thing that, Automatically makes me fireproof or something, or automatically makes me cold. I don't. Have okay, to do for it. for that one place that you were going to, but like the the flip side of that is while you're on the plateau, and the plateau is basically the tutorial area of the game. It's it's the first. Uh, I don't know. You could have taken up to six, five or six hours if you really wanted to, but you basically learn everything on the plateau. Yeah, and one of the places you have to go to is really cold. It's up in the mountains, mm -hmm. and you work out when you start heading up that way that you're too cold and you're going to die. So you have to come back down and there's multiple different ways that you can approach it. You can go and talk to someone who will give you a certain armor type, which is, you know, keeps you warm. It's like a, a woolly <laughs> coat or something. I can't remember what it is. Uh, or you can uh, cook something. And we haven't even talked about the cooking system. Like, I I thought it was really interesting. And it's something that... I'm not a big fan of in games. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a fan of trial and error. Crafting. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of crafting in general. I would much rather be told a story than sit down and, and try to throw things, you know, together and try this combination. Oh, what did I get? Try something different. But something about the way it was done in this, it, it, it gave you enough hints when you were looking at the, the different foods and reading the descriptions or when you're talking to certain people and they tell you different recipes there was just there was more to it than just simple reading off a list and and putting the items together i mean to I, that, I know there's a ton of different recipes that are out there but i don't think I, I don't feel like it was nearly as involved as it could as it could have been because 
every food th- or, or like elixir you make does like it can only increase one stat at a time. And that's in the description of the item. And depending on how many of those different kinds of items you use, at least from what I know. So like if I do, did the uh, Mighty Thistle, uh, Mighty Porgy, the Razor Shroom, and whatever the hell, the, there's another item that increases your attack power. You do four of those plus a, plus a meat. You put all that together, you get like a, the 3x attack boost and for like five minutes or whatever and a little bit of a heart bonus. And like that's all I needed to know. I did that one and then also like cooking the five durians or whatever. That was the best fruit I could yeah. find, which gives you mm-hmm. like 20 temporary hearts at the beginning of the game. I mean, by the time I yep. finished, I had 21 regular hearts, but still, it's just I don't know. Uh, sure, there might be some other neat recipes you can make, but I have no idea what they could possibly provide me that I could care about. <laughs> yeah, but but that was all that you needed to work out. Didn't you get the satisfaction from that? I got the satisfaction from just working out, oh yeah, if I do one of these mushrooms with all of these like standard mushrooms, that gives me that boost. You know, like sure, you could have done it really early in the game and you could have worked this out really. I kind of avoided cooking for the longest time because I yeah. didn't want to waste 10 minutes, waste 20 minutes, waste half an hour, waste an hour, you know, to, with the trial and error. So I completely ignored it for the longest time. But then once I started thinking about it and actually sat down and did take the minute, I was instantly rewarded. I realized that there was a little language to it almost. There was a little, it wasn't that complicated, Mm -hmm. but it was fun. It was interesting. And when you felt like you had worked it out and then you managed to uh, craft something slightly better, it was like, oh yeah, that worked. You know, I had a little theory and I got paid off for it. You I mean, know? that was kind of my thing, though. It's it, it wasn't as comp- it wasn't complicated. I mean, I know I remember like before they get like right when the game came out, people were like bitching about cooking and how it's all trial and error and all that. And I once I collected a bunch of different things, I mean, obviously, yes, if you don't know what the item is before you go find it, I mean, you have to pick one up and you're like, oh, that does this, you know. Hmm. Um, but like once I collected a bunch of different items, I was just like. Well, I know I can only have one boost, so that cancels out a million different act- <laughs> million different recipes. <laughs> so uh, let me just mix I got to say, this is this is absolutely amazing to me. Yeah, there's two of us here who love this game, and yeah. there's one of you here who hates this game. I don't hate and... the game. I like the game. I'm just saying okay, it's got okay. some okay. stupid who, flaws to it. Who, who enjoys <laughs> talking about the game in negative terms? <laughs> um, I just don't think it. it's as um, as freaking amazing as everybody came come okay. came out with it. I, I so it's a good game. I liked it. Okay. I'm just so, not gonna so sit there li- and fillet link over it. Okay, so um, so you, you like a few things and you dislike all of those things. Uh let's talk about a few things that we like. Yeah. Okay, so Elliot, what did you like about Zelda? I'm gonna start well, okay, there's obvious ones. Um the one like groundbreaking thing is that you can just climb anything. There's literally no boundaries. When you know, when the very first trailers and uh, screenshots came out and they're like, see that mountain in the distance? You can go there. It's like, we've been hearing that since Morrowind. Oh, there's an edge yeah. of the world. There's still an edge. <laughs> there's still, sure, there's still an edge. But the mountain in the distance you could go to. Beyond the edge, there's no mountains. And then yep. at so. the top of that mountain, you'd get a fucking Korok seed. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> it, would be, it, it would be worth your trouble. And so, so that's the obvious one is you can literally go anywhere and the game has uh natural boundaries where you can't even like climb as high as you could to get to certain places until you've done enough shrines you can't 
mm-hmm. beat certain enemies until you've done enough shrines. And so it's sort of a natural like or you could just stock up have, on potions, though. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even have real boundaries like it's only as far as uh, the effort you're willing to put in for defeating shrines or for finding recipes or it gives you the tools not just the literal tools like bombs and stasis and stuff but the tools throughout the entire world to literally go anywhere from the very beginning if you're willing to put in that effort Mm -hmm. in that way or you could try it another way or another way and so and that that, anywhere though that anywhere was the thing for me the anywhere you would look out onto the horizon and it's just such a beautiful game like the the green is more green than mm-hmm. any game i've oh, ever played it's the reds art, are more yeah. red it, it like the art style is it is a painting absolutely it, it's the most awe striking like even just right at the start walking out of the shrine of uh resurrection and it gives you the little pan of the world and it's just that feeling of infinite possibilities Yes, Josh, you could say, no, they're finite. There, there's a limit. And I'd say, okay, yeah, there is. But it still gave me that feeling. No, I, I, not, in, well, like I said not, before, I like the exploration. I like being able to just go everywhere and look at everything and see what's around the next corner. The problem is, is that it's just, it's. But we know all a, the problems. You're, there's a lot again, that's empty. You're taking. There's a lot. It's, it's so goddamn empty. It's okay. not. It's a living, breathing world. There's exactly. all these towns. There's all these. Animals that are currently nice under animals. threat by Ganon, yet there's kids playing in the street. <laughs> <laughs> in their isolated villages. Like it's, <laughs> if we it's want like to get into the plot that, um, that the omnipotent lore. being Ganon can't even find that little village secluded. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can nitpick about all of it and you would be right. But the whole is much more than the sum of its parts. It it is a fantastic game. It's a world. It, the music, the, the sounds. Mm. The views. I, I was you were climbing mountains just so that you could see what was up there. And yeah. you say, yeah. Oh, there was just a Korok seed up there, or oh, there was just a shrine up there. And I knew that before I started well, yeah. climbing, but I still wanted to get up there because I wanted to see what the view was like from up mm-hmm. there. Or I wanted to see well what was over the hill that I didn't even think could be there. Well, um, yeah. um, I No, I agree. And at the beginning of the game, I was very much in the same vein. After about like 50 hours or so, I'm like, okay, I just want to get to the top of this goddamn hill. <laughs> oh, great. I, it's raining. I hate this. <laughs> well, I, I wonder I wonder how many hours you played of it. I, I think I played a lot. Did I tell you guys that I played like, what, 50? 100? I've, oh, I've you no must have idea. gone over 50. You had to have. Yeah, I can jump on my switch here and see exactly how long Josh took. I don't know how to check for years, though. But Devo. but I never found myself getting bored. I, I just the time spent in that world. And, and that was the thing. Even if I just found a Korok seed, Josh, even if I spent an evening playing it and just found a shrine or just worked out how a shrine worked, that was enough. Josh, just, you only played 65 hours. Oh, OK. You barely scratched the surface. What the hell? Yeah. But if he got bored, that's he got bored. No, bored. I didn't that's get not... bored. You just told me to beat the damn thing so we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, fine, I'll so, rush to Ganon and kill him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I probably beat it at around 65 or 70 hours, but I'm at 85 now because I can't 
stop. There's just so much more to the world than yeah. just beating Ganon. And it's so relaxing. Well, I know it, it's, it's a it's, relaxing, relaxing game. It's just it really. There's these two. I've got this cognitive dissonance where I like the exploration. I like the thrill of going, ooh, a new shrine or something like that. I like doing that and finding those things. But in the back of my head, I'm going, it's just going to be another stick. <laughs> you know, it's just so yeah. it's. It's I I've, I fight those two thoughts constantly, and I I, yeah. I totally understand your viewpoint. I'm not really trying to downplay it. I, I get that, and I do enjoy that on one level. It's just on the other hand, I'm sitting there going, once I'm done with the shrine, I'm like, all right, I finished that shrine. I'm the same yeah. as when I walked in. <laughs> but I, I think it does speak to your uh, like your need for completing games and completing quests and games yeah. and getting things done, and you know. I think it's just a different type of game. And I'm I'm very much, I want to play the story. I want to get to the end of the story in most games. But this one was just so totally different. And that's why I mm-hmm. loved it. This yeah. game made me feel a, a way about games that I never feel. I, I can never just wander in a game. People play Minecraft and, and people play these games where you just occupy a space and sandbox. And I never enjoy them. But this one I did because the world just I, I wanted to see what else was there. I wanted to meet the character. The characters didn't even have like uh, voice audio. <laughs> it was just you're basically reading text after they do a little oh or mm-hmm, or something uh, like that. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, it was just the, but, like the four main dudes for the most part. Yeah. But, but still, they had they, they had personality. They had uh, character. It was. It was worth talking to people just to see what they might tell you about. And, and then it might give you a reason to wander in a different direction that you hadn't wandered before. And again, yep. that was the most fun thing. Just just wandering over hill and, and seeing what might be there. Uh, it's such a hard thing to describe, but uh, I, I, I just loved it. I guess it's more one of those things where like I, I agree that it, there are some games you just want to wander and explore and do stuff. But then on the other half, half, I'm like, why is this a Zelda game? <laughs> yeah, and and that is something that you took to this that I did not have whatsoever. I had played Link to the Past and really loved it, and really loved it for the structure. Yeah, really loved mm-hmm. it for uh, going to a certain area and not being able to get into a particular dungeon or get across a a bridge or up mountain or whatever, and knowing, oh, I'm gonna have to come back here when I have another another power, another tool to be able to get past this. And I I would still like to play more Zelda games like that. I'm I'm probably gonna go back to um what what's the one that I have on Wii U? Ocarina Wind Waker. Time. Wind Waker. Yeah. I'm probably yeah. gonna go back to Wind Waker. Um, so good. And I'm expecting it to be more like linked to the past structure. But I I don't know. Uh Breath of the Wild was just a completely different thing and it flies in the face of the kind of games that i like because i don't like sandboxes i don't like ubi games where they just give you towers to climb and tell you yeah. to unlock the map but this game just this world i just wanted to waste waste time in it which again uh i don't normally like to do yeah there's a handful of sandbox games that i'm actually able to enjoy and finish and play like i can't ever play through uh elder scrolls game without getting distracted i can't ever play through a grand theft auto game or any kind of rockstar open world without getting distracted but like zelda i couldn't stop um what the hell was the other one sleeping dogs for what sleeping dogs yeah i really reason. liked it i too. couldn't stop playing it and it was amazing I, like i think because it was set in hong kong <laughs> and it was so different yeah. from 
uh, everything else. Uh, the, like the setting was so different from the GTAs, which are all set in, yeah. in the US. It was just, um, it was good combat too. It was, I don't know, it was, well, that's a whole other podcast. Maybe we'll make Josh <laughs> play that for his roulette someday. Yeah, Sleeping Dogs is a, is a very underrated game. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I've never actually played a GTA through. Oh, not since Vice City. I oh, did you Vice, play that through? Vice City was fantastic. The music just, <laughs> that 80s soundtrack was oh, yeah. glorious. <laughs> it's it's a series that I buy every one, every game in. Yeah. But I And then I'm having a lot of fun for five or six hours. And then eventually it's like, oh, let's see how many people I can mow down and how many <laughs> like cars I can destroy. And then, uh, oh, man, the first one was the worst because they had all those codes to like get a helicopter, get a rocket launcher, get. And so you just caused GTA one or GTA three. Yeah. When you say the first one, I don't know if you mean the first original yeah. top down one or the no, first right. 3D one. Uh, GTA three, <laughs> the first uh, 3D one on PS2. And it was uh, it was just the most distracting thing because all I wanted to do was destroy things, get the weapons, put on infinite shield and just watch the world burn around me. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I feel like I'd fail an inkblot test uh, after hearing that, but yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 just it's just a series that it's it's too distracting. It's too maybe it's too I much fun for its own good. GTA Five as well, don't we? We do, and we played online a little bit, and I think yeah. that's something we could do more of if we weren't so hooked on. It's it's just PUBG. not solid enough, though. It's it's too clunky. It's too oh, <laughs> and the irony of that PUBG is a <laughs> an, an early access game clunk and personified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it holds together better than GTA games for me. Did you ever play any of the Rockstar games, Josh? Yeah, I, I so the last one I actually beat was Vice City. I got a I got a decent way into San Andreas. <laughs> Same as me. I got a decent way into San Andreas and definitely made it to like the third city, but I definitely did not finish. I'm trying to remember why. I think I just got distracted by something else that came out, something shiny. I played a bunch. I played a little bit of GTA Four, but it just got. I don't know. I, I wasn't having as much fun as I was with the other ones. And GTA Five, I started it, but it just came out at a bad time when there was a bunch of other shit I wanted to play. Yeah. Uh. Finishing up on Breath of the Wild, though, I, it has ruined me for the rest of my life. Uh, if you were noticing my Twitter at all, I was traveling in Ireland <laughs> doing the oh, Ring yeah. of Kerry, which, by the way, if you ever go to Ireland, do the Ring of Kerry. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like some kind of tropical paradise. You wouldn't believe it was in Ireland whatsoever. <laughs> I well, saw those pictures. Un- un- like... Until it rains. and uh, But when the sun's <laughs> out, it's amazing. <laughs> but all that I could think was... Zelda. This just reminds me of Zelda. So much, so much green. So many things to climb on. I was just, <laughs> yeah. Zelda's ruined my life. Uh, but on the on the flight over there and back, I played a little bit of Persona Four Golden. Uh, okay. A game which Josh, I know you are crazy about, and Elliot, I'm pretty sure you have played it about ten minutes of and haven't got much further. Game which I'm sure um, Stevo started playing about a year ago. I played it longer than that. Bathhouse, yeah. (laughs) To the bathhouse, yeah. That's pretty early. Uh, How many? How many years have I been playing it? (laughs) Two, maybe three. At least one and a half. Yeah, I I only pick it up now and then. Uh, If I'm like uh, babysitting my my little nephew and niece, I'll bring around, uh, bring the Vita with me, and when they fall asleep, I'll I'll maybe play a couple hours of it. But um, note to everyone: Stevo owns Persona Five. 
<laughs> I do yeah. own Persona 5, and I can't imagine even starting it. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine. It's frightening to me. It, it genuinely is. At I still point, want to play 3 before I get to 4, before I get to 5. Don't. Don't <laughs> even tell yourself. I don't tell even tell yourself you'll do that. <laughs> it's like 400,000 hours of gaming right there. But Josh, what I was going to ask you is, <laughs> like, do you enjoy Persona 4 more than Breath of the Wild? Where everything is so structured and there's everything is just a task to do. Now you get little payoffs by way of uh, by way of story pieces, and it's all about building up relationships. And a lot of the the quests are just talking to your friends. And but like that kind of instant feedback of do this thing, I mean, get rewarded. I have I have trouble comparing open world games to non open world games just because they're so different in how you tackle everything. Like Persona yeah. 4 is a very, very rigid story. I mean, yes, you can. The story itself is rigid. You have a little bit of leeway in your timing in tackling the story. But it's, you know, very much you're on this timeline. Once you complete this dungeon, the story will progress in X way. Um, now, you could choose how to do social links or all that other stuff and, you know, try and min max and, and do everything under the sun to make your personas as powerful as possible. But you're still on on rails as far as the story is concerned. Whereas Breath of the yeah. Wild, Breath of the Wild has like the most minimal story ever. It's kill Ganon because you're Link. And uh, <laughs> um, good enough for me. And so yeah. <laughs> you're thrust into this open world where you can go in any direction and technically just go to the end boss at the end. Like once you're off the plateau, as soon as, you know, what, 30 minutes, an hour into the game, if you if you do it quick enough. Um, so it's it's two separate things. I, I, I enjoy both kinds of games. I, 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 I don't know. I. Yeah, I don't really know how to put but, it. But for me, like, uh, a, a Far Cry or an Assassin's Creed is closer to Persona than it is to Breath of the Wild. Because everything is just check a box. Do do the same thing. Like, it's it's like there's no such thing as a true open world game. All of these things just, just repeat the same kind of quests over and over and over again. Yeah. That's what Breath of the Wild, that's what made Breath of the Wild different. What? It was because think, you were, you basically weren't doing the quests. You were just wandering and, and being in the world and seeing what was over the next But book. there's still an end game and there's still an, a point at the end, which is to kill Ganon. Now, what you do in between A and B is up to, you know, from the beginning until you kill Ganon is up for discussion. Like, but you're still doing generally the same things. Either you're just exploring for the hell of it and not really doing anything else or okay, I got a shrine. Now I got four shrines. Now I'm going to go level up my health health container. Now you could do what those. I'm trying to get at is wandering. That was the only quest. The yeah, the first quest popped up and it said kill Ganon. And what I read from that was just go wander. Go go do things. There was mm -hmm. no like I I didn't feel spurred on by any of the quests in in Breath of the Wild. It was just about seeing what was out there. There's still a million quests out there that you have to unlock. I don't know how many total there are. I know I've got a shit ton that I've started and been like, oh, I'll get to that later. I'm just like little character side quests. What did you call the guy who had the accordion? Yeah. Oh, I, I wish I was able to do more of those. Yeah. I only worked yeah. out like two two of them or something. Uh, uh, I've done a have to... few of them, but... Yeah, I'm gonna have to jump back in to do those. And I think I, I think I ended with like 91 shrines done, something like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, Persona Four. Yep. 
Will I ever finish it? I don't know. Will you <laughs> I find out I next time? You you, <laughs> a, you asked me what, where if you could finish it in a day the other day when oh no no I didn't where, ask you. And then told me where you were in the game and I was like not a chance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I you remember. misunderstood that question. I, I I said, do you think I'll ever beat it one day? Um, I did oh, not say. Do you I, think I, I will it. beat it in one day? Yeah, that's what I thought you I, said. I I took it the way Josh did. Yeah. I need to read back. Like, let me uh, let me see. Let me quote you. So the big news that's coming up for us though is we're all going to PAX Penny Arcade Expo up in Seattle, September second and third. I believe is that the t- we have Saturday and Sunday. Is that the, those are the right yeah. dates? Just yeah, make sure. That's, so yeah, September second and third. Two and three. Yeah. So we'll be up there browsing all the browsing all the games that are there, checking out all the booths. Um, I've never been to a convention before. This is gonna be the most American thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I. So I sang it in my American. Wait, voice. but you went to Furcon, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't I... me. That was Reginald uh Fluffy Tail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy, yeah. The former, uh, the fourth, the former fourth of rather be playing <laughs> Reggie. Actually, um, we've never been in, seen in the same room together. So it's true. Oh, it's worth bearing in mind. Suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Very suspicious. So my Josh, maybe. Sorry. This I was just taking the opportunity. So. I was taking the opportunity to brag that it would not be my first con. I know. Oh, so no. maybe I'll, I'll show you guys the ropes. I was at E3. Um, yeah, dad, you told week. us. <laughs> I did. I, I mentioned it on the first episode, yep. did I? Yeah. But yeah, well, we could always use a refresher. Yeah. I was at E3. No, <laughs> no, no. Come on, tell yeah, us about on. it. I want to know what to expect. Um, it's a at least E3 ten years ago was a gigantic uh showroom floor with uh various booths set up. You go and talk to. Well, I was a member of the media, so I went and talked to. I don't know if we'll be allowed I was about to. to say E3 is, a, E3 was random press podcast. only before. Yeah, so that was when, when I got in. Actually, only the first couple days were press only, and then they opened it up to like people who paid high prices for tickets on the last day. Because um, the press was usually done. You've pretty much seen what you wanted to see by then. Right, um, yeah. Did the Nintendo conference where they showed off the Wii for the first time, um, and then... The rest was just like hitting show floors, uh, demos, booths, getting swag. Um, so did everyone's brain just explode from the Wii? Yeah, it was the first time they showed it. But the if you remember the Wii, the big deal was the controller. We of hadn't course. seen the controller and everyone was talking about what it was going to be like. And they didn't show it off to like a month or two before it came out because they didn't want anyone to steal the idea. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Was so the official was it, role, yeah. Official was it role. at E3 though? The Wii, the, the, they showed the official, like the console hardware at Wii, yeah, at, at Wii, at E3, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't show the controller, that's what you're saying, show the they controller. showed the yeah. box. Yeah, they're like, we'll show you the controller later. So they showed it like two or three <laughs> months later. Was and that then, not just the biggest anticlimax in the history of E3 or what? No, it was the biggest, like, um, hype machine right there because everyone's like what is this we can't even think about you know and then the rumors yeah. come out and then like all the old patents they filed come out and you like make sense of this uh they they uh outlined the virtual console there which was 
that was the biggest hit by far. Like you'll be able to download and play all your favorite old games. Uh, yeah, I wish they'd announced something like that for Switch. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> it, it. It's about time, I think. Um, <laughs> so Penny Arcade is meant to be completely the opposite of E3, though. It's totally based around the fans. There's not so much. Ignore not many, everything I just said. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no a, bearing open, here open at to all. The public. <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna go in, and I'm sure it'll be chaos. But uh, hopefully, we'll get to see some cool stuff there. Um, all our adoring fans, we'll have to beat them off with a big stick. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we'll have to beat off all our fans. At- <laughs> yeah, Steve, you, you can beat them off, Steve. <laughs> Come to PAX and get beaten off. <laughs> Steve. Well, if that's not a selling, if that's not a selling point, I don't know what it is. What is? So, God. <laughs> uh, well, Josh, at least give us the inside scoop on Seattle. It's a town. It's a city. Big, big town. It's Wet town. It's a city. It's, it's actually been dry the past like month, so we we got a little spritz of rain the other day, but that's it. It hasn't rained in a long time, so hopefully that's going to fix itself and it'll start raining again soon. But uh, no, please, please don't let there be rain while I'm there. I'm I'm in America, damn it! I I came here to get away from rain. Well, you'll be used to it then. Anyway, it's down mm. it's down in the convention center back, and it's where I went to another conference for um, not video game related, and it's a big old thing, and I think it's going to be uh, encompassing several different buildings. And I mean, there's a bunch of different things down there, places to eat and whatnot. So yeah, um, is it mostly indies as well? Is there any uh, presence of big publishers? Or um, I, think I think there, there is some. Is. I mean, I think indies. Yeah. It's. A, I think it's easier for an indie developer to present at PAX rather than at E3. But I think, um, I think the AAA guys are there too as well. So, yeah, yeah, and you can find us. Um, we will hopefully, if we get them in on time, be wearing our fancy rather be playing T-shirts. <laughs> uh, if done. we don't get them in on time, we'll be wearing uh, eight and a half by eleven printer paper with our logo exactly. <laughs> stapled to our shirts, or stapled to Steve's fursuit. Yes. <laughs> just just remember Ali, you do the stapling before you put the shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was so a it, hard it, learned lesson. Yeah, it'll 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 be a good time. Um if you see us around, give us a give us a shout. Um Yeah. We're we'll, actually gonna try to record uh an episode. Yep. Maybe. We haven't decided yet how we're gonna handle this. Um, but I think there's I, an episode due like two days after PAX and we might record it on the floor or in between days maybe yeah it might, it might be easier for us to do it back in my place just because it'll be quieter here we won't have a bunch of the stuff and you know get all our notes and stuff taken beforehand and get some videos and things that we can post and go from there quiet yeah. uh, apart from like cats and uh it's true <laughs> wives yeah. wives running about <laughs> pippin misses you steve I, I bet she does <laughs> she was my gaming my gaming partner we used to uh <laughs> what were we playing that time Bit of Diablo three maybe. Oh yeah, or, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Diablo three. Drawful. Yeah, or, <laughs> no, it was a controller, so it might have been like Rocket. Might have been Rocket League or Diablo, but yeah. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to seeing you, Josh. My first trip to the West Coast, actually. Oh, okay. It, it's included, right? Is it on the coast? Yeah. On yeah, the coast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just displaying my my American <laughs> ignorance, sir. Yeah, it'll be a good time. All right. Um, <laughs> don't sound so convinced Josh yeah. Sorry, I, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be a good time guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be a good Sorry, time I'm, obviously for wait. most of it I'm in a rush I'm right now so I'm trying to close it. <laughs> sorry um, I have I have uh, wifely business that she needs me to go attend alright I think we'll wrap this up since Josh clearly is trying to get someplace else much better than <laughs> the Rather Be Playing podcast um, 
So in the meantime, you can please check us out at our website, ratherbecast.com. Follow us on Twitter at RBPcast. And we also have our own at RBP, Josh at RBP Elliot at RBP Stevo. Please also, if you have the time, like and subscribe uh, to the podcast on iTunes or whatever you use. Uh, we're also on, on oh, YouTube. And share us. To us there. And share, share us. us. Share us with your human friends. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. T- tell your friends uh, uh, if. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Why. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Uh, tell your dad. Tell tell your uncle. Maybe he plays games. This is how we get around. Uh, so if, if you. <laughs> oh, if... we get around. We get around uncles. <laughs> get around moms. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> why do I let you guys speak? <laughs> This is why you should do the outro. Josh. I know. I can't, Maybe every, every time I think I should just do it. <laughs> I know it's more fun when Elliot does <laughs> <No>. it. <though. laughs> so, so maybe if you do share us, have them start with a different episode. <laughs> this one's going off the rails. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's our it's our way to to get around. So let people know, and uh, if you like us, share it. Um, but until then, we will probably be seeing you at PAX next and probably a few uh, player unknown streams and things in between now and then. But ultimately, PAX is where it's at. I think by streams, you mean dumpster fires. But yes, yes, <laughs> clearly. Yes, of course, that was implied. You all tried to kill me first. That's true. Let's just put that on the record. I'll do it again. Get the foreigner. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. See you at PAX.